Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk TV. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett. I am the publisher and executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, um, which is a magazine of opinion and uh, entertainment. And I am joined tonight with the entire gang is here. Hello, Jenny. Yay! We got the band back together. <laughs> um, we got uh, Jerome Wetzel TV, also known as Jimmy Daly. Say hi, Jimmy. Hello. And we have uh, Christine Piccolo, also known as Sleepy Addict. Hi. Say hi. <laughs> and so, so hopefully everyone's listening in. Um, I build this show as a Walking Dead oriented show and I, I plan an hour but I did want to talk about a couple of other shows um, I do want to talk about Once Upon a Time and I'm getting dinged in all these places that's so weird um, so I wanted to talk about um, uh, Once Upon a Time because the new season premiered um, yes. this past Sunday and People are asking me, am I going to write a review? Am I going to write a review? And I'm still trying to think about what to say. So I want to talk about that. We talked about it a little bit. I didn't hate it, but my knowledge, like I said to Jimmy, if you wipe your mind clear of all the entire rest of the show's history, then you can buy it. Although I'm not so keen on the three ladies idea. It's kind of weird. But somebody said to me, well, you know, Adam and Eddie have said that, that Rumpel was really traumatized during his captivity and he lost Neil and he's gone off the deep end. And that's all well and good, but we never Where? see anything out of his POV. So there's no way that we can even get a hint. So, right. right. So he's made this abrupt shift. And with no explanation. And um, it's it's great. I, I buy that. I understand that. But unless we see something, some bit of conflict, and whether it's the writing or the directing or the defocus from Rumpel, which I don't think is true because I think they're definitely focusing on him now. Um, mm-hmm. They've reinvented him. Um, or it is Carlisle saying, you know what, what the hell, I'm going to play this guy as a straight-on villain and goodbye complexity. Because he's not well, complex. No. no, and, you know, it's just basically what what you guys were saying just a few minutes ago is, yeah, you just have to just kind of, you know, just drop whatever Once Upon a Time was and just go with whatever the story is and ignore, you know, uh, what he was, I, I just, I, what I don't understand, and I, I don't know if you saw my tweet, I tweeted, um, I said, uh, <laughs> once upon a time, I said, where folklore and, uh, what did I say? Yes. I said, where folklore and fairy tale yes. meets Disney, right. because, and the reason that I said that is because, I mean, Cruella de Vil, I, I don't understand where she fits into the fairy tale stuff, other than the I, fact that, no clearly she has magic powers now, so, I know. Right. Like, really? I'm like, like, what is this, you know? And I mean, whatever, fine, if that's what they want to do. But 
and, and I think you're right. The thing is that they never laid the foundation for his traumatization. I mean, right. if you're going to do that to a character and sort of hit the reset button, especially with a character as complex as Rumpel was, I feel mm-hmm. like you need to lay that foundation so that even if it's in one episode we see something. You know, now exactly. he, he, he's going to make it back. And, I mean, I, I felt so bad for Belle because, you know, she was still, you know, still trying to deal with her heartbreak. Uh, oh, right. And he's trail. still duping her. He is still duping yeah. her. And right. what an evil asshole. I mean, really. This is he's gone from the yeah. character I most and really Love. by far and away the one character I really loved on that show to my actually actually despising him and not in a good way. You know, right. sometimes you really love the evil characters because they're so much fun to watch. To me, it's just cringeworthy. And, and, and I'm trying to figure out. Okay, now all of a sudden he's trying to get his happy ending. We already know what his happy ending was, and it's just cut, and it's right. you know blown to smithereens. So I don't he quite blew it to smithereens. He what blew his happy here? ending to smithereens. Right. He had his and happy so, ending. It doesn't make any sense. Now, if we'd have been having this conversation in this show, maybe you know. At in season two, season three, possibly? three. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I don't know, but you know, four seasons later, and after he's completely obliterated his his love, you know, his whole love life. I mean, the woman that he loved, and then you know, losing Bay. I I, I, I still will just never forget the fact that you know I said that to Adam and Eddie at press at the press room, and I. They're like, oh well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you know that was all his happy ending. I'm like, well, his whole entire existence was getting back to his son and Belle. Those, those were his happy endings. So I don't right. quite understand what they're doing with yeah, this. I'm I mean, confused. Rumple, Rumple power was never his happy ending. Power made him no. Yeah, that was his his, his anxieties curse. Struggled with that, and that was one of the things that we loved about the character because he was addicted. He is addicted to power, much like you know a drug addict or an alcoholic. He can't live without it, and that's more of a struggle than I mean. Right. He's just you know, and it's always been because of his cowardice and you know the fact that where he came from and why he even wanted to be right. the dark one. Right, and it's a fascinating story. But yeah. we're not seeing anything but we're not seeing any sense of struggle. Anyway, enough of one exactly. time because I now I know what I want to write about. Now <laughs> 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 I'm gonna write it a rumple oriented article and just kinda get it all out of my system. Um Yeah, that's a good idea. So, um but yeah, so have you guys and I keep I ask you guys every time I talk to you guys, have you been watching Black Sales? No. I'm be- I am behind on Black Sails, like behind. It is so. I know. Oh my gosh, it is so fantastic this season. Uh, it is. So Jimmy, you're not watching it. No, I watched most of season one, and then I decided to stop. Oh, it's so good this season. Season two. So we're getting a lot of backstory, and we're seeing where Flint's what his motivation is, you know, he's this gentleman, um, naval officer, 
Um, and how did he get to be a pirate and why? And now his old life and his new life are kind of clash, and his motivations for doing all of this are coming up. And um, But he's he's kind of an idealistic guy. Um, oh, there's where the rest of the bananas went. <laughs> I'm sorry. I bought bananas the other day, and I was like, I bought two bunches, and and I and I was like, where was the other bunch of bananas? And I they just were still in the shopping bag. Okay, um, going on. <laughs> so my husband just uncovered them, um, but they're ripe now. Um, they weren't ripe when I bought them. Um, but it's really cool to see this sort of all clash together. And uh, so I'm really really excited about the season um, so far. I started watching uh, season three of House of Cards. That which yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, he, he said, oh, I, I just think it's hilarious. America works now, you know. He's he's pushing that. And, and I, I think he's going to end up running for president. He's not not going to. Oh, no, absolutely. It was, it's all, I've only seen two hours so far. But it's oh, clear okay. that that's what he's planning. His, He'll yeah. just, he's just mollifying them for now, but his larger plan is to run. But I don't think yeah. he'll have a happy ending. I think season three will be it, and he'll get taken down. Yeah, I think so, too. Anyway, but, yeah, it, I'm enjoying watching it again, as always. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to watch bastard. it. I have so much on my plate right now. I just have no no time to add yet another <laughs> TV show on my <laughs> list of TV shows. I hear you. So there were a uh-huh. bunch of pilots this week, but you know the one that really impressed me was The Last Man on Earth? Mm. Did you see that one? No. It's built as a sitcom. It's built as a sitcom and it's on Fox, but the, it, it feels Ooh. very much like a, a cable drama. Oh, really? Like okay. Like a cable sitcom, cable sitcom. I mean, the whole first like half hour is this man... There's a little bit of realism problem that everybody's supposedly died of a virus, but there's no bodies or anything anywhere. It just looks like they disappeared because everything. The emotion in it's like really good. The character for the whole first half hour, he drives all over the country and can't find another single living soul. And oh he's wow! The last oh, my God. On Earth, and he starts talking to himself. And he starts going crazy, and he's like talking to Ooh. God. And he's like, please, <laughs> just give me anybody, a woman preferably, you know, somebody. And at the end of the first half hour. He gets his wish, and a woman shows up, but she is horrible. And so it uh, premiered a half hour. Uh, it premiered so on it, Sunday. They did two half hours. And so the, it premiered. Yeah, the, sorry, go ahead. This past, yeah, this past week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that he's got his wish, but this woman is, like, absolutely awful. They have completely different outlooks on life, and they're the only two people on Earth that they know of. I love Will Forte, though. He's fantastic. Anyway, no matter he's a really good actor, yeah. It yeah. chronicles the life and adventures of an average guy, humanity's last hope, who discovers what life is like when no one is telling you what you cannot do. Yeah, well, this looks very, actually very cool. It is. Check it out. I'm sure it's on Hulu. Just watch the first, you know, half hour. Well, no, I mean, I can, I can watch it on, in the screening room. Well, yeah, it's on oh, the yeah. screening room, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's still uh, in the screening room. There may be a third episode in the screening room now that I think about it. I don't There's know, a set. There are two episodes. There are two episodes well, they, yeah, in the they, screening room. They aired two this week. Uh, okay. I know what I watched in the screening room. They had okay. 
both of the first, if you click on the first episode, both of them back-to-back, like a 40 minute. Okay. So then they've also got pilots, the weird loners. I don't know. That looks kind of strange. I haven't seen that one yet. That hasn't premiered yet. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, Single camp, oh, 30-somethings. It's about 30-somethings. Well, okay. And then there's Backstrom, which is already out. Uh, yeah, you no, know, it wasn't, wasn't a bad pilot. It got terrible ratings. Did you watch Wayward? Did you watch Wayward Pines? No, that doesn't premiere until like May, I think. I know. I, I've only been watching what's premiering right now. I think it's in um, the uh, screening room. Now, the worst anyway. pilot I saw by far, and it's probably the worst pilot I've seen in like three or four years. CSI Cyber. Do not wait at all. I mean, that's like what, a lot of possibilities, but what, no, wait, that would really well, are really poorly done from start to finish. That's too bad. I'm really what? tired of CSIs. Oh, I know. Starring Oscar winner it. Patricia Arquette, you know? Wow. She really came down from her last role. Wow. Um. Yep. So, let's see. Um, there's another. What was, there's a new one. There's a new show. I started watching it, but then I don't know. I'm kind of over it. I don't know. Uh, what's her name is in it? Um, God, I can't think of her name, and I can't think of her name. It's on. Uh, it's on ABC. Um, oh, something about the, this kid gets murdered, or this kid is found in the woods, and this guy is jogging, and he finds the kid. In the woods, mm-hmm. and now he's like he's like a murder suspect, and yeah. um, and I mean it's it's okay, but yeah. I don't know. I wasn't like enthralled with it. I literally started watching the the pilot episode, and I turned it off midway through. It, it, yeah, that one was okay. If you want a better version of that, American Crime, starring Felicity Huffman, uh, uh, premieres on oh. Thursday, and I enjoyed yeah, that I heard about quite that. a bit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just so, happy Backstrom is canceled because that was just, I can't even believe they put that one together. I'm like, what the hell are they doing with that? Yeah, it's not so very good. Stupid. Right. Not very good. So, and no news on Sleepy Hollow renewal yet, but we have 3,253 signatures on the Renew Sleepy Hollow petition, so I'm so excited. <laughs> At least people signed it. So... So what is TV by the numbers saying about uh, Sleepy Hollow these days as far as well, their renewed I mean, cancel? They, they they are saying that they believe it will be, uh, um, that it will come back, that they are going to get a season three. Um, the finale episode, I can't even believe it. It stayed the same at 1.4. Um, the totals came back from uh, What Lies Beneath, which was episode 16, I think it, it was, and uh, it said after the seven-day plus DVR and video on demand totals, it went from a 1.2 live viewing to 2.1, so it was like 68% higher um, after the seven-day total. So, I mean, they're doing, and they're doing okay. I mean, in conjunction with that, the following, I don't know if you guys, you, you guys watched that, right? I yeah, I, I do not. Yeah. Well, you know, it premiered last night, and it premiered, the season three premiered only at 1.6, whereas Sleepy wow. Hollow's second season two premiere was 2.1. So Fox is having a really bad year in the ratings, too. They are. Which might help, which might help Sleepy Hollow. 
Yeah, so I think it, I mean, I do think it will get renewed. I mean, um, and the latest is apparently Nicole, <laughs> Nicole Bahari uh, Instagram, she's the one that plays uh, Abby Mills, Instagram that she was not invited to uh, be a, um, to narrate in the season two DVD to narrate to be on the uh, oh. you know in their commentary. So I don't know what that's about. And now of course everybody's like, oh, they killed. This is the other thing, you know. They killed completely killed off Katrina. Killed off Henry. They're gone for good. Not coming back. You know he he's all now. It's just the core. It's Nikki. It's uh, Tom and Nikki. Orlando Jones and Lindy Greenwood, just like everybody wanted. And now they're crying that oh. Tom is, you know, getting more, uh, tr- you know, m- more treatment or whatever. I mean, I'm just so sick of that whole ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Oh, you know what? Candy hold candy. on. We we have somebody waiting in the uh, in the queue. So hold on a second. Let's see okay. who's there. Uh oh, they just hung up. <laughs> they got they got I, cold feet. <laughs> they got cold. You know what? I don't I don't think that they wanted to come on. Oh gosh, call back, call back. I won't put you on the air. <laughs> But yeah, so well, the um, commentary thing, Chrissy, could just be that Fox has really been skimping on their DVDs and not putting yeah. out many features and not really setting up screeners, and they just haven't been sinking money into their DVDs. So that could just be they're really seeing a slim down. Well, that's what I'm hoping, and I, I, I mean, I just don't understand why people get all up in a in an uproar. I mean, it's it's ridiculous at this point. I mean, uh, yeah. I. You know. Anyway, I, I the other thing is well, I mean the finale party that I went to was was really good in New York. It was colder than hell. I'm still cold. <laughs> I'm still cold and I got home on Thursday. <laughs> but um, you know, it it was it was fun and, and everything and actually um Aaron Bears, he's one of the producers, he sent over like all this that was really nice of him to do that. So Anyway, it was good, and the season finale was great. I loved it. Jimmy, you had problems with it, I know. I had major problems with it. Well, with the whole season, really. But the uh, the finale, I was like, why did she insist on going to Ichabod, who wouldn't know who she is, instead of going to, like, Ben Franklin or John Adams? I would have believed her instantly. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, And there was no of... stakes. It was very clear early in the episode that whatever happened didn't count. Which just ruined it for me. I know. I think they shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Like it would have been better if they would have sort of made everybody think that it was going to be way different, and then at the end, you know, have that little twist there. I think that would have been. I mean, it would have been like, better if they just changed the timeline and done something really interesting with it. Well, they were trying to, you know, bring back the pilot because everybody loved the pilot. I mean, I liked it in the sense she's just, you know, fish out of water. She's there now. 18. It was scary for me, for her to be in that time, you know, be an African-American woman and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to. Um, so I, And I liked some of the aspects. I mean, I liked the pilot. I loved the pilot. And so it sort of reminded me of that a little bit. So it was, I liked it. I mean, I, I think they sort of hit the reset button. So I think in season three, there's, they can do a whole bunch of things, hopefully. So we'll see. So I want to segue to The Walking Dead, oh, if you all don't mind. <laughs> I suppose we can do that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> all right. So a um, couple of things, just to get things going. Um, blog critics 
is running a poll this week. Um, and if you go to Blog Critic, and if you click on the article that says um, Daryl Dixon's Alexandria Dilemma, um, at mm-hmm. the bottom of the article, there is a poll, and the poll says, what do you think of Alexandria? Is it safe and secure, or should they get out now? And so far, it's a toss-up, 50-50. And um, as far as the voting, so, and I just put it up this morning, and the poll is going to run for a week. Um, but I, I wrote two Walking Dead articles. I didn't write any Once Upon a Time articles this week because I'm still trying to figure out what to say. Um, but I wrote two ones, uh, two uh, Walking Dead articles. And um, Jimmy, did you write about Walking Dead? Either you didn't write for us one, but did you write for your other? Yeah, no, Walking Dead and Once Upon a Time I do both weekly for C42F. Right, right, right. So um, C42F. Um, by the way, I mean that site is like these sites for Comic Con stuff. So um, mm-hmm. as well. So that's what they're. I think what that's what they're known for. Um, Anyway, what did you think of the episode, guys? I mean, Walking Dead is yet to make a bad hour. I'll just say that right now. I, I can't think of a single episode that I was not at. I know. But this episode was so cool and so, like, it was a step above most of them. Because it, it was in a completely new environment and a new situation. I, I'm, I mean, there's so much going on in that episode. I'm going to have to rewatch mm-hmm. it because I feel like yeah. you can't possibly catch everything the first time. Because something yeah. is going on. Each and every one of the characters is mm-hmm. kind of in their own heads. Well, and, and they're we're all concentrating reacting. on our beloved. Yeah, but, so I mean, our focus, obviously, is on the characters we know and love. And that's yeah. what I was mostly paying attention to. But as I was right. thinking about it after the episode, I start getting really intrigued about what's going on with all these new characters. Because I feel yeah. like there's a lot of hints in this episode about all these new players that we just breeze by because our other characters are distracting right. us. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, which is really interesting. So I wrote about okay. that today. Yeah, I, double. So the article that I posted today, which is primarily about uh, Daryl and kind of, because what kind of hit me in the in the episode is that, you know, everyone either, you know, like Carol, who is, you know, lying through her teeth and fitting into a role because she's got her own agenda, which I think is so cool. <laughs> That was brilliant. I absolutely love that. I'm but, like, oh my God, he's like pulling the wool over but the what, people. But what guys. hit me, okay, but but what well, hit me the most was you have Daryl, who is, you know, everybody else, I was thinking about this, everybody else came from a place in the pre-apocalypse of some mm-hmm. sense of normalcy. Even Carol, within her own perverted world of an abusive marriage, was in a – I mean, she's educated, obviously. Um, she's smart. Um, abused, but she's smart. And, and these were not trailer trash people. Um, and everyone came from a sense of, you know, sort of either urban or suburban normalcy, except Carol. And everyone is kind of sliding in to these roles. Michonne and Glenn, and although we didn't see Maggie much in it, Michonne and Glenn are like, okay, this is going to stop the bleeding of our humanity. 
And well, right. Maggie, Maggie came from a rural setting, but she would still have a lot of those same values. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I'm like their mindsets are like you know, Glenn and Michonne are just ready for this. You know, is this just in just in the nick of time? And mm-hmm. Rick too is sort of like he's very he's got his own agenda, right? He's got Plan B, C, D, E, and F in the back of his uh-huh. mind. Um, and then, you know, you have, um, you have Carol doing her thing and Carl, who's sort of like, what, what kind of struck me about Carl was this is probably the first time he's been able to take a breath and the right. impact of his having killed his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, one of the things about constantly going on adrenaline all the time for months and months and months and months and months and months. You don't have time to stop and think about life, and now they can. And well, somebody raised a really interesting point about Carl, though, to me, that they were asking if you were in the zombie apocalypse, would you rather be an adult that knew life ahead before, or would you rather be a kid? Because most of what right. Carl's known, and maybe he was a little older when the series started, but most of what he's known is this life, and right. so this is the life he's used to. He doesn't have. I mean, even if he was a little younger, he wouldn't have had right. real strong memories of before. Right, 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 right. He's he's yeah, it really might be easier for him to adapt. Right, because that's going to be the life. That, and Judith, of course, will know will have not known TV and microwave. But now they're in this place mm-hmm. where they have running water. So the person who's like the square peg, trying you know not trying to fit in the round hole, is Daryl, because Daryl never this life in this little suburban enclave is like nothing he's ever experienced. The zombie apocalypse, for all the zombies and and horror and stuff like that, living out in the wild and surviving on your instincts and on your smarts and on your observational skills, that's what he knows. So now they're in this place where this is so foreign to him. How does he fit in? It makes me wonder if they had the force originally when the series started, to say eventually we're going to get to this place, we need somebody like Daryl, because there's not somebody like Daryl in the comics right. to have this disruptive. And, you know, I can I can look at the comics and know sort of what's coming, but they've made some really different, interesting departures to the point where I couldn't say for sure what's coming. Yeah. And Daryl completely is this big question mark, and that's, I mean, I agree, that latches right onto you in that episode, like, it, and this was the first episode where I thought maybe Daryl's days are numbered. I hope to God they're not, because he's like one of my favorite I don't characters. know. I'm, I'm wondering. Like, worried about that. Because Deanna's not going to let him stay in town like this. Not no. for long. No. So so there's a couple of thoughts that I had. One is, I'm one, you know, he's he's probably, his mind, and this is why I wrote the article, is that um, – I'm thinking, and I'm getting into his head a little bit, because I love to do that with characters. Um, mm-hmm. And he's really thinking, shit, I'm irrelevant to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where he had been yeah, like a virtual like rock star. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he doesn't fit in. I mean, these people have been his friends by happenstance, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, they're back to their sort of or at least from his point of view, back to some semblance of their pre-apocalyptic life. 
Yep. And he's now irrelevant to the conversation. Mm-hmm. His skills aren't needed. He doesn't fit in at all. And I think a, possi- a couple of possibilities that crossed my mind was, A, he's going to bolt. Mm-hmm. Like a scared animal. He's going to be. Or I don't know that he'll get kicked out because I don't think right. that. If I don't he think doesn't he would... bolt, if he doesn't bolt or try to adapt, I think they'll kick him out. I think Deanna is giving them time to settle, but I think the way she's approached this whole situation, once people start to settle, she's going to say, "Nope, Daryl, if you're going to be like this, you're gone. You're gone, right? He he could be easily yeah. could vanish." And she's still trying to figure him out. Um, okay. I've got a theory about Deanna. And Deanna okay. is also not technically in the comic book. So there was a man named Douglas who was a congressman who's kind of similar. But there's enough different about her that I feel like I can make theories without worrying about, you know, whatever. But I think she knows a lot about them. Like, they were being watched for a long time. The videotaping... She said it was for other residents for transparency, but I think yeah. When she stopped by the house to check on them, she was spying on them. She wasn't just being friendly, and I oh, think she may even oh yeah. I think she may even know who the real Carol is and that Carol's playing her because oh yeah, she has all this information about them. And so, but I think she brought them there for a reason. I think they need their protection, and that's why they're there. So, so this I'm is really what I sure. Yeah, I, I, she she sees the limitations of her people, and she knows what they need to survive. So this is what I said um, about her. Uh, oh, oh, here. Um, so let me just read the lead of the article. Um, the most recent episode of The Walking Dead found our intrepid heroes finally, at least for the moment, able to breathe, perhaps for the first time since the beginning of season four, perhaps since the zombie apocalypse at all. Um, as they settled into the suburban-esque apparent paradise of Alexandria, each of the Rick Grimes gang stakes a position. Uh, Daryl, Carol, blah, 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 take measure of their respective places in this inviting community. Rick, who beneath his seeming acceptance of Vienna, parentheses, the wonderful Tova Feldsha, part Jewish mm-hmm. mother with a touch of scary horror movie mom. And that's how I describe her. Um, yeah, she no, has I, don't think of, she's, I don't think she's evil. I just think she's calculating. No, she's got this touch, though, of scary horror movie mom. You just don't know. No, see, what I just the scary thinking. part comes because the show's trained us to be yes. so suspicious of anybody else. Ex- I exactly. don't think we need to be scared of her. I think, But, but I do think she has her own agenda and is going to try to get our characters to go with Right. Yes. So, um, right. And that's, and that's what I said in my review was our point of view as viewers tells us not to trust them. Right. So, um, what I said about Daryl, um, is, so he refuses to come in from the outside in more than one way, right? He doesn't come into the house, but he's not coming into the circle either. He can't trust the unreality of running water, four walls, and a roof. Not now. And if this place is truly safe for them, what use is he? There's no, there's food, there's security. Where does he fit in? Does he become a supply runner playing second fiddle to Deanna's son? We saw how that worked with the much more accepting Glenn and Tara. 
For Daryl, this entire environment is so foreign, it doesn't even register within any semblance of his reality. So he retreats, becoming reticent as he can be. He withdraws into himself, realizing there is no place for him. He has become, at least in his own mind, completely irrelevant. I think it hits home for him when he sees Carol, play-acting as she is, fit too comfortably into her role. His best friend, closest to him, now comes from an entirely different universe, a universe in which he cannot reside. So it's a really interesting dilemma for him. So my my hope, my hope, my hope, my hope, is that Carol will pull him back. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wants to Carol. Do you read, I think, the actor who plays, Norman Reedus, you know, who plays Carol, his mother in real life, was quoted as saying she's rooting for a Carol Merrill. Oh, she's totally a Carol shipper. I mean, everybody is. I don't know anybody that watches the show that's not a Carol Merrill shipper. Uh, there are a few. I there mean, are a few. So, I, mean, I you, you know, know, like, I'm hoping one of my that favorite that... Lines... Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I was just going to say one of my favorite lines of the whole season was, was when he's like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I know, her and little, I love her. Her thing. I'm not. If you don't take a shower, I'm gonna hose you off when you're sleeping. I love that. I'm gonna hose you off when you're sleeping. It was just like you know, and I mean, and you guys are right. He's just completely out of his element. The thing is, is I worry because whoever the next big bad is that's coming, which I hear is is pretty bad. I think oh, he's he gonna is, get. But I don't think it'll be this season. Well, yeah, but what it, whenever it is, I think he's going to get sucked into that, and we're going to lose him as part of our, our, you know, especially if they stay there. I think the other problem is that, and I think as far as Rick goes, he, he really wants something to work. I mean, he's got two kids to think about, and when he thinks of, and then, you know, he comes into this community, and, and on, you know, on the face of things, it looks like, oh, maybe they can possibly get it to work. Um, and also, I mean, I think it's important for Carl to have some some kids his age to hang around with. I mean, you know, like you said, he hasn't even had a time to really process killing his mother or anything, you know, because they've been on such high alert for so long. Um, but on the other hand, you don't want them to become complacent, which is what, you know, Carol thinks, and I think Carol, I think most of them feel that way, that, you know, if they're going to stay there, they're going to get soft, they're going to lose their edge, and they're not going to be able to, you know, be ready. I think, some of the, right. I think some of them will. I think that's inevitable. But I think our core group won't because they do realize what the stake. And, I mean, scary bad guy Rick at the end of the episode saying <sighs> if they don't fall in line, we're just going to... Mm. I mean, I get where he's coming from because he's trying to protect his family, you know, but, man... But that's, but that's not what he said. But that's not what he said. What he said, if I'm recalling it correctly, was mm-hmm. if they don't prove to be strong enough right. to right. respond to the threat, then, then they'll just take it, it over. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I, that's yeah, different than say, falling in line. You're right. You're right. I, I'm just yeah. But if there's a threat, and if he thinks he can't count on them, then he's not going to waste any time with them. So so who he's do you think took Rick's gun? So who do you think took took Rick's son? Fiona or somebody that she sent out. I think it was her yeah. son. Yeah. I think it was yeah, her if, son too. If it was her he son though, she probably sent him. I think 
this, this goes into my theory that she's like NSA spying on them. She knows all kinds of Oh, yeah. I love not them lightly. So I she's love Tova. I have to say, right? I have to say that. Yeah, she's a congresswoman. I have to say that. Yeah. Tova Felshaw. Tova Feldshaw is, I love her. I totally, totally love her. She has been around, she's been around forever. One of her most famous, she's a Broadway actress. One of her most famous Broadway plays was she did a one-woman show uh, playing Golda Meir, the Prime Minister of Israel. And she I remember the first time that I saw her, um, my gosh, she's been in so many things. Um, She was in Kissing Jessica Stein. What else has she been in? Um, She's been in... She's in True Blood recently, in the last couple years. Right. I mean, she... But she had a big... She's been around... Right, she she's played Gold. Oh, she oh in Old Jerusalem, um, she's had such a long, long, long um, career um, that it's just amazing. I mean, and on on uh, going all the way back to the seventies, she was one of the stars of the miniseries um, Holocaust, um, and she was on Ryan's Hope back in the seventies. Right. Oh, I remember her in I remember her in Ryan's Hope. Um back in my college days. Um but anyway, she's just a brilliant actress and it's such a coup for them to get her cuz she is really famous actress. Um, I think she'll be around for at least a season. We'll that'd be great. See, she's terrific. She's terrific because she's got a great she's got a she she acts I mean, she could play sleazy and slimy or completely, you know, sweet, but always smart. And uh, so I really like her a lot. I'm so excited. I want to see if I can interview her. Maybe if I tell her that in my real life I'm a canter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> in my not, I shouldn't say my real life. In my non-journalist life, my, my the other half of my life, of my divided life. Um, but anyway, so great episode. So I asked the question, is Alexandria safe or is it not safe? Mm-hmm. So what do you guys vote? Well, I, oh, go ahead, Chrissy. <laughs> uh, I was, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I don't think it's safe. I don't think that they, I think that, that Rick is, is not being cautious enough. I mean, he was a little leery going in and all, and but then, you know, at the end we see him in his little uniform and, he seems like, oh, okay, and even though, yeah, he's saying, you know, we'll take it if we have to, I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I say no. I I don't think it's a safe haven. I think it's full of crazies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I cheated a little bit because I've read the comics. Uh, I know. But they well, could, but they, they could go in a totally others. different direction. They, they, they changed enough that they may decide to do opposite. But I can tell you, so around issue 70 in the comics, in, and in the, the comics have published like 135, 140, and issue 135, 140, they still live in Alexandria. So if it follows the comics, this is where they stay, and this is when the series changes from survival to rebuilding civilization. But, again, mm-hmm. they've done so many different things 
that I'm not sure that that's quite the direction they're going to go in, even though I'm kind of hoping it is because I really like all the stuff that happens in Alexandria. Well, you know, I mean, they can only do so much completely mm-hmm. surviving, just surviving day-to-day right. and killing zombies. It's going to wear right. after a while, and I think they're really smart if they begin to start figuring out how to rebuild the world. Because one of the things that no zombie movie or TV show or anything has really done is looked at life trying to come out of that. And what does life look like? I think it's really smart that it worked out this way. But just as The Walking Dead moves into this new chapter of rebuilding, they're going to have that spinoff coming later this year. That Which takes is from us the back beginning. To the early days of the outbreak. Right. Right. So they'll, they'll still have that option for those who don't want to adjust to the new not right. mode. But I think right. a lot of us are so heavily invested in the story. This is, the, I mean, I haven't gotten tired of the survival mode yet, but that's fine. Go out while they're still on top and switch it to something else because there are right. so many possibilities with Alexandria yep. that they can build another 10 seasons there. Oh, absolutely. Because society is like, there's nothing left. And they're right. so close to Washington, D.C. that what's going on in D.C.? You know, what's going on in Washington? And so how is that? That's an interesting point because in the comics, Alexandria is not the only settlement in the area. Mm-hmm. So we will see more of other people and how other people deal with things differently. Right. So I'm very, very excited. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it did double our cast overnight, which makes things a little complicated. But yeah, and I, mean, I like... But I think, but I think they I like handled it well. They've always done well with the balance of the group versus individuals. And I like Aaron. He's kind of a oh, nice yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, really nice. But it is really... Yeah, I like Jesse. Jesse could be a love interest for Rick here. Yeah, but she's ma- isn't she married? To that well, yeah, creepy guy. Uh, I think he's yeah, another Ed. He's, he's got to be another Ed. Oh, I was he, just thinking that. Ed. He reminds oh, me yeah, so sorry. much of Ed Pelletier. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we need to see Jesse and Carol have some bonding scenes. Again, in the comics, Carol was dead by this point, and it was a totally different character anyway. So, right. again, again, it's not something I can... But I think we need to see some Carol Jesse bonding, and then Rick can take out her husband and take the girl. Not not so meanly, but you know what I mean. And I really want to see. You know, one thing that I really not we've not seen is really except for that one scene um, a little early on, or you know, like a couple. I haven't been that many episodes, but mm-hmm. um, I would like to see some Carol Daryl bonding. Yeah, I'm saying that yeah, right. Yeah, me too. I'm but see, I'm worried because see, Daryl is is pretty much pulling away from everybody, and she's playing this little happy game, which just cracks me up. So I'm hoping, yeah. he, you know, maybe he, maybe he'll pull pull her aside and say, "Hey, what the hell are you doing?" I mean, they have to have something more. Oh, written, they could give Carol and Daryl half an episode together that could completely change things. So yeah, you'd, oh, you'd know. right. So this is what this is an idea. So we really, I mean, they can actually have, like, an out-and-out, like, argument. Like, 
mm-hmm. we're done, you know, like how do you, you know, like what kind of a trail is this? You're like a happy, happy housewife and don't you really, and they could really, and she's like, well, you're not even trying and, you know, and, and really um, open each other's wounds pretty badly. Mm-hmm. And that could be actually very cathartic. Yeah. So that would be cool to see. I wouldn't mind Actually, that. I wouldn't mind that. Fanfic. <laughs> I know, really. Uh, right? And so like, I don't raises the point. Chrissy raises the point of the next villain, but I think for the last four episodes of the season, they've got plenty with them settling in that they don't need to bring another bad guy into it this year. That, that's nah. the way. Now, I really like this sort of they're settling in and, and um, you know, how is this all going to work? And and it's really, it's kind of, and each of them has, um, like, such a different perspective. Oh, okay, so we haven't talked about the shaving of the beard. Oh, my God, i got to talk about that. That made how me in memoriam and talking dead this week with the beard. I, was I know. <laughs> Waiting for him to shave, and I'm like, ah. And they said on the Talking Dead, they had uh, all of. The, I guess a lot of the the crew members had been growing their beard as well. Uh-huh. And on the day that they actually that Rick shaved his uh, beard, they had like a, a beard off, and they all shaved it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess, and I guess he went when he when he sat when Andy went to get eat his dinner, his lunch or whatever. He went to sit down and he he had just shaved and nobody recognized him. They all got up and left. They were making fun of him, you know. <laughs> but I, I was so excited and happy to see him. And shirtless, thank you very much for about time. <laughs> I know. I can I can see his beautiful eyes again. It was just like, oh, like he was he was looking like Grizzly Adams there for a while. I was like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. He, like, he's so clean cut. He I mean, he so really nice. does. He really does. The only he, thing, he, I, I would love to see Daryl cleaned up a little bit. But yeah, me definitely too. Not. You're not going to get that, no. But, oh, but, no, no, but no, no, no cut no. of the hair. No, no, haircut, no, no, I just want I just want him to take a shower and put some clean clothes on. I'd be yeah. happy with that, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, and, and you know, I I kind of am, I mean I like it. You see how Michelle looked at Rick when she when he came, she saw him clean shaven. Yeah, maybe to put them together. I would like. Well, there. I mean, there's great there's great sexual tension there and great chemistry. Totally. I knew yeah, I did yeah. that. Not that the show should become a soap opera, but they really haven't done much with romance, and they couldn't being on the road. Now that they're right. settled, maybe we'll get a little more. Now they can. And Maggie in the early days. Right, and yeah, now they I mean, can. Oh, right. Well, yeah, I, 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 in the comics, the Rick and Andrea were the couple, and since Andrea's gone, that leaves him wide open to the possibility. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I agree. I hope so. Set up a triangle with Michonne and Jesse. Yes, yes, that could be too. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm really excited. I want to see where this is all going. And um, how many episodes do we have left? Only four, right? Four. Yeah. <gasps> uh, what are we gonna do? It's gonna be a long. My, th- my theory is we're gonna get two to three episodes of settling in. And then the finale will probably be big zombie stuff. Yeah. 
Well, somebody's they're going to get attacked for sure. I, I, there is talk about this Wolverine pack. What's uh, the deal with this? I don't think there'll be anything with people in this season. Um, I think it'll be. I think they'll bring in zombies though, because that could really help with the character development of the settling in. Because we have this yeah. of the settlement being weak, I feel like zombies right. have to be the next obstacle because then we can see for sure if this town can handle itself. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, there's a, a guy. To the well, there's a guy I tweet with, and he. This is what he's telling me. I'll just run this by you because I'm like I, I don't know about this. Um, he, his prediction is that it's, this is going to be bad for Daryl lovers. I mean, he says in the character there's a guy called Dwight. He leads an enemy group called the Survivors. He holds a crossbow just exactly like Daryl. So this is what I think Daryl is going to leave the group and run into Negan, who's a huge villain, and then Negan will burn half his face just like he did to Dwight in the comics. This prediction is being talked about so much now. Daryl could become Rick's greatest fear. Forgot to mention that Negan will let Daryl join his group. Um, And then there's a guy called Paul Monroe, Paul Monroe, known as Jesus. He basically becomes Rick's right-hand man, and that Daryl is going to die. Well, I do think Mm. they haven't introduced Jesus yet because because Rick already has Daryl to serve that purpose. But I don't think there's any way in heck Daryl joins up with Megan. If they make Megan anything like in the comics, he is the worst bad guy we've seen yet. And all it would take would be Daryl getting a glimpse of that. And we've seen that Daryl doesn't. I mean, yeah, we saw him go join up with that other group when he thought he was lost. But he didn't want but to. But I can't I mean... see him. Right. I can't see him falling in line behind somebody that's so no, cool, and Daryl Daryl's ethical Daryl's ethical compass is far too rigid. Um, right. He's got you know everything else aside. Even when he was with Merle, he saw that, and yeah, right. his own his own personal ethics. He has a really strong moral code, and yeah. I, which is why the claimers he never really saw himself with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and see, the governor was this really cruel leader who hid behind the facade of you mm-hmm. know friendliness and diplomacy. Yeah. Me- Megan is this really cool person who is outwardly cruel. I don't see any way that Daryl yeah, can no. up with that. So in the last few minutes, the Saturn Award nominations have come out. So, so let's talk about the Television Awards noms. Saturn Awards are the Genre TV Awards. And mm-hmm. um, Best Network Series, the nominees are The Blacklist, The Following, mm. Grimm, Hannibal, Yay, Person of Interest, and Sleepy Hollow. All right. Yay, I'm, Sleepy. I'm pulling Sleepy. for Hannibal. Hannibal by far. Hannibal by Hannibal far. Hannibal is better than the rest of those combined. Um, best Syndicated Sleepy. Cable or Cable Series, 12 Monkeys, American Horror Story Freak Show, Continuum, Falling Skies, Salem, The Strain, and The Walking Dead. Now, I Walking oh, Dead, the Walking but Dead. I think The Strain is going to give it a run for its money. Yeah, but I think I, I like The Strain. So. But if anything, if anything, does, I, the closest one to me behind The Walking Dead is American Horror Story Freak Show. Yeah, there could be in two. terms of quality. Okay, best limited run. 
series. Bates Motel, From Dusk Till Dawn, Game of Thrones, The Last Ship, The Librarians, and Outlander. Well, Game of Thrones. Oh, Game, of Game of Thrones, but Outlander will give that a run. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Best Superhero Adaptation TV Series. Agent oh, Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Arrow, Constantine, The Flash, and Gotham. Hmm, Gotham. I think Gotham. 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 Hands then, down. Then, um, best actor. I like the hands oh, down. That's go. a pretty strong field, but. Uh, okay, yeah, best actor. Think... That that, are you ready? No, are you ready for best it. actor? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, yes. Please Hugh Dancy in Hannibal. Grant Gustin in The Flash. Andrew Lincoln in The Walking Dead. Tobias Menzies in Outlander. Matt Mickelson, also in Hannibal. And Noah Wiley. What a tough oh. field. Andy Lincoln. Andy. No, Andy, 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 and yeah, Matt so I was, that's, that's why I'm saying. Too, but. That's why I'm saying Matt Mickelson, who was phenomenal, and I yeah. love Hugh Dancy. I adore Hugh Dancy. Okay, best actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, Haley Atwell for Agent Carter, um, Katonia Balfe in um, Outlander. I'm probably massacring her name. Uh, Vera <laughs> Farmiga in uh, Bates Motel. Jessica Lange, who's wonderful in oh, American Horror yeah. Story. Rachel Nichols in Continuum, and Rebecca Romjean in The Librarians. I think Jessica. Jessica, yeah. Oh, I think Jessica, definitely. If she doesn't get it, I will be shocked. Okay, supporting supporting actor. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. David Bradley, The Strain. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, he was great. He was and I interviewed him. I was like, it was so cool to talk to him on the phone all the way from England. Um, Lawrence, Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne in Hannibal. Uh-huh. Okay. Sam Hugan in the Outlander. In Outlander. Eric Knudsen in Continuum. Norman Reedus in Walking Dead. And Richard oh, Samuel Norman. in The Strain. What Norman. a field. Nor- I think Norman. I, I think but- Norman. I would prefer Norman, but I think Bradley might. Yeah, out. David Bradley really? is nominal yeah. as Abraham uh, Satrachi. My gosh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, and he's, he's just he's just a more well-known, longer respected actor. And I like, yeah. I like Norman Reedus a lot. But I see Bradley might get more attention because of his body of work. And it's a, and it's a very tough role. Oh no, so he's great in that role. No, not yeah. about the you know. No, it's a no, no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, the the part of Abraham Satrakian is right, a physically right. and emotionally demanding role, and Bradley mm-hmm. is such a great actor, an older actor, yeah. and he just like yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Best supporting actress: Amelia Clark in Game of Thrones, uh, Jenna Coleman in Doctor Who, Caroline oh. Davernis in uh, Hannibal, Lexia Doyle oh, in Kingdom. Emily Kinney and Melissa McBride from The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, Melissa McBride. <laughs> yep, I vote for Melissa. Hello. Melissa McBride. Melissa. Yep. And then best guest performance, Dominic Cooper in Agent Carter, Neil Patrick Harris in American Horror Story, 
John yes. Rockette in Librarians, Wentworth Miller in The Flash, Michael Pitt in Hannibal, and Andrew West in Walking Dead. I think it'll probably oh. be Michael Pitt, but I would be happy yeah. with Dominic Cooper. Carolyn. What was the second one? Sorry. What did you, it was Neil Carolyn, Patrick, right? right? Yeah. Oh, Neil Patrick. Patrick Harris is good. He was very good, but yeah. I don't think He was think really good and creepy. He was. Um, I don't know. Okay. So, best, let's see, and then there's all these DVD things. Um, and then we have a couple minutes, so let's go over some of the movie stuff that are in the awards, too. Well, those I probably haven't seen. <laughs> okay, best book to film release. Amazing Spider-Man 2, Captain nope. America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh. and Days of Future Past. What oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Life. I say Guardians the of the Galaxy. Winter Soldier was my favorite movie of those, but I think Guardians has a... Oh, but X Men: Days of Future Past was so amazing. It was, it was. But I think Marvel—it's Marvel's year. And those are Marvel characters, but the Fox <laughs> Studio X Men movies don't quite measure up to the Marvel ones. Yeah, okay. I agree best with sci-fi, that. best sci-fi, best sci-fi film: Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was really good. Oh, that was um, Edge of Tomorrow, also very good. Godzilla, Hunger Games: Mockingjay yeah. Part One, also very good. Interstellar and the Zero Theorem. Ooh. Uh, see, I liked Inter- I liked Interstellar actually. I, I liked Interstellar. Edge of Tomorrow. I loved Edge of Tomorrow. That was I like, didn't so see weird. that one. That's on my TV. I haven't seen that. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is the best one of those. It's great. I, mean, I, I, I cannot watch it because too. I can't watch Planet of the Apes because I'm scared of the gorillas and shit. That just scares me. No, I don't know what it no, is. No, 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 you have to watch. No, 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 you have no. to watch. Oh, I can't. I seriously like. I, I'm scared of that stupid. You remember in uh, oh, what was it called? Anyway, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, where they had that creepy gorilla, deep sounding gorilla. I just they scare me. I don't know what it is. I can't. Okay, so best, best, best fantasy film. Birdman, Grand Budapest Hotel, Hobbit, Ooh. Into the Woods, Hobbit. Well, I'm sure it's going to be Birdman. Grand Budapest. Since it won the Academy Award. So. Oh, no. um, I'm sorry, I didn't hear Birdman. Uh, yeah, Birdman was excellent. And I'm going to switch on my that. list. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. Best I'll thriller film release. American Sniper, The Equalizer, Gone Girl, The Guest, The Imitation Game, and Nightcrawler. Mm, I love The Imitation Game. I just love The Imitation Game. All right. So we are almost out of time. All right. And this was fun. Yeah. All of us are here. I know. It's so cool. So we're going to come back next week and talk about everything that's kind of there, and have fun, and uh, great. Well, oh, any nice. last words? Oh, so, so I never have time to do this. So you'll find uh, Chrissy, Sleepy Attic, and also on Blog yes. Critics. You'll find Jimmy yes. at Blog Critics, at, at Jerome Russell TV, that's his Twitter handle, and at um, Seat 40, wait, what is it? C42F, I knew that. And you'll find me at Blog Critics, where I kind of run the place with my partner, John Sobel. And don't forget to vote in our Walking Dead poll. 
And um, wow, this was great. So have fun. Yes. Have a great week. All right. And see you guys next week. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>